Hi, everybody. Hi. (laughs) You're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And it's very late. Mm -hmm. And I forgot my (laughs) shot. And I'm halfway through my glass of wine. You better go get it. I don't need a shot. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Sip Everybody on my at wine. home, take yeah. a shot. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's yep. been a long week. It's been a long couple weeks. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna be real, um, I hope everyone's continuing to stay safe and remember and knows that just because things are opening up does not mean that it's actually safe. Mm-hmm. To be lax, so I hope you're wearing your masks and they're not hand sanitizing the fuck out of your hands and continuing to stay home if at all possible. That would that would be amazing of you because um, my husband is not allowed to come to any doctor's appointments because people aren't following procedure. Yeah, and if I have to give birth alone, I'm going to murder everyone. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I will light myself on fire. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are being great and wearing their masks. Yes. But there are so many yes. people that I'm are sure coming into are. my store without mask on. And I just want to like beat their asses. I'm like, you don't need to oh, be out in public. You. Hello? Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I lost you for a second oh, again. You're okay. We're having some technical <laughs> difficulties today. I think it's because of the weather. I might yeah. lose you. So just be conscious. Okay. <laughs> Um, everybody's oh, apparently having technical issues today. The computers are down at work, so yeah, it's not it's not great for technology, but we're gonna power through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least at least there's not a sad puppy in the background ruining <laughs> ruining episodes this time, <laughs> like before where we just had to give up. <laughs> yeah, poor baby. Yeah, but oh man. <laughs> I might not get to see my brain is sad. My my brain is officially a smoothie. Same. Mm hmm. That's why our social media has been so spotty because it's quarantine time and I have pregnancy brain. So (laughs) time melts and then I forget everything. So (laughs) I'll be like, oh, it's Monday. I need to do the post. Let me get let me get ready for the day real quick first. And then I completely forget everything. (laughs) Or, and then I'll remember it, like, later that evening. I'm like, okay, well, let me make dinner, and then I'll do it while I'm eating. Yeah. And then I completely forget. And then it's Tuesday, and I'm like, oh, I should do that today. <laughs> and then I forget. And <laughs> it's I horrible. I because even, time means nothing. Yeah. I have reminders in my phone for our post, and, like, the past couple of weeks, I've been at work while I've seen the reminder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll do it when I get home, and then I, I don't. So, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> it's so hard to remember yeah also um there there have also been a few subjects where i've been like i don't know if i want to post memes about that so i'm kind (laughs) of not that's fair a couple of meme mondays because of that um that's fair but yeah we'll we'll get that social media up and running again guys some exciting things are gonna be happening today yes i got caught up today yeah and yeah, hopefully Kay's going to have more time here soon. I'm going to try and have more time soon. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I'll have more time a little bit later, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, 
It's definitely coming. Yeah. Also, I noticed that our listens are up. So hello to our new listeners. Hi, new people. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. We're really excited to have you along on this road with us. We're all just trying to take it day by day um, and have yes. a little fun on the way. So definitely. You ready? I think get- I'm going to start Mad Men. You are? I think so. I want to start. I just keep. I just keep hearing so many. Good, there's, there's no reason to not like it. I like all the people in it, mm-hmm. and I've heard nothing but wonderful things. It was like the show that put AMC on the map for like real, like drama TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like this was pre Walking Dead and all of that. It was like the first TV show that AMC did, and yeah, I don't know. I just I love Elizabeth Moss and January Jones and John Hamm and everybody. Else. You know, it just. Yeah. I think I, I think I might dip my toe. I'll, we'll see where my mood takes me. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> keep things positive, and I know that's not a positive thing to watch. But <laughs> I've heard it's to, a really empowering show to watch if you're a woman. I need to watch all the movies that you've given me. Now that I finally am going to have some time um, and I'm not in school and working. Um, yeah, I do not have good service right now because it's stormy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, you All sound right, so, so funky right now. What were you saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was saying... <laughs> Um, I still need to watch all the movies you gave me. Um, now that I'm finally going to have a little more time, I'm probably going to try Yay! to watch one tonight while I uh, separate the piggies. Because apparently, they're going to ping pong this skin thing back and forth unless I <laughs> separate Aww. them. So, um, but good Poor babies. But good news is they're both looking much better. Snow has pretty much grown all of her hair back. And Rocky's back is starting to look a little better, so... Good. Yeah. Poor babies. Yeah, They'll be fine. I gave my dog a bath. Well, I didn't give my dog a bath. Josh gave the dog a bath like four days ago and he smells like stress pheromones. Oh. So that's great. So there was no point. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't smell good anymore. Oh. Ugh. Goodness. My poor little buddy. But it's okay. So this week is another one of those times that you just, like, weirdly, psychically picked something that's perfect for right now? I know. I was literally just (laughs) thinking about that. And I was like, I don't even know what's going on, but, like, (laughs) how did I do this? This week, yeah, this week and last week, this has happened so many times, you guys, where, like, our subjects have been, like, have, like, fallen on President's Day and happened to coincide, like, the topic happened to coincide and, like... It's like multiple times this has happened. I can't think of any other examples right now because I have no brain cells. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, it was the world is um, a dumpster fire right now. One, Our country when, is a dumpster fire. I did fire, Jeffrey Dahmer. So, um, it was on Veterans Day, <laughs> and he was a vet, and we didn't even do that on purpose. Um, what 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 else? There there's been so many times where it's just been like weirdly. Fuck. I lost her again. Hey. Hey. Does God hate us tonight? It's happening. I don't know. <laughs> what time do I'm you get back on, on Sunday? Right here instead of underneath anything and we'll see if that makes it better. Yeah. What okay. time do you get back right, on so Sunday? Th- what time do I get back on Sunday? I have no idea. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> Let, let's try and... Power through. Yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, this week, we are talking... To- oh, shit. What is it? <laughs> I forgot what we called it. Uh, racism and crime. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, this week, we are talking about... Racism and and crime. crime. Timely. Yep. As ever. (laughs) And I was actually going to talk about um, that Netflix show, The Trials of Gabriel Hernandez. Um, Oh, yeah. I still have not brought myself... I have not been able to stomach that yet. I haven't either, just to be really honest. Um, And... I I was doing a little research to see what I could do without watching it, um, mm-hmm. and they're really. I don't think that there's anything as well encompassing as that is, you know. So yeah. um, I highly recommend that you guys go watch it if you want an interesting story about racism and the foster care system. Um, yes, there's also that show about the uh, the kids. Which one? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the 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 three the three little black kids that got um arrested for like raping and murdering that woman, and it was yes. some random white dude. Yeah, and I can't remember what it's called. I, I can't either. The West West Memphis West Memphis Three or something. I'm looking it up on Netflix right now. Oh, God, Tiger King just popped up. Um, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch, Carol Baskins. Oh, my God, you guys, my work is doing a, a web store of t-shirts for Joe Exotic. It's no. what's kept us afloat during the quarantine. Yeah, girl. That's awesome. Yeah. It's hilarious. I kind of um, want okay, well, one, I but I don't want to give that company any of my money. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I can't find it, but I will right now. So, um, as you guys know, right now is a pretty serious time of unrest, um, civil rights-wise, in our country right now because of all of the senseless deaths that have been happening. Um just everywhere i mean i it's, it makes me it, it i'm truly terrified and i don't honestly i don't think that it's worse right now in particular i think it's just that people are seeing it more because people are paying more attention yeah. to the news and people are on their phones more because we're stuck in our house and what else are we gonna do you know yeah um I think it's just getting more attention, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, another good thing to come out of this virus. Yeah, and I know that one of the officers was arrested and is being charged for murder, which is awesome. Good. Um, I know. Is it? Th- is it for the girl? I think it's for the girl that got shot in her bed in Louisville. Well, I don't know about that one. I haven't heard any updates, but I like this is the one about the guy who was murdered. And the officer, like, had his knee. Which one? I don't know his name. I'm really sorry. Um, the officer had his knee on the guy's, on, like, the oh, back of the guy's neck. I think, 
I can't remember either. There's been so many. And another. Okay, so the miniseries, the miniseries from, um, I found it, sorry. Okay. Uh, the miniseries about, um, or maybe it's five. Yeah, I think it's five kids. Good God. So upsetting, but um, it's it's um, it's called When They See Us. I haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely in my queue to watch. And it's definitely it's it's about these five these five teenage African American boys who got accused of a brutal brutal murder that they had absolutely nothing to do with, and it's all to do with coerced confessions and not representing and um police brutality and all kinds of questionable methods that we talked about in a previous episode yeah so it kind of pulls everything together and it, it looks really good i just cannot do drama right now yeah i have to watch speaking of which everybody watch space force that's my that's <laughs> on my agenda for this weekend <laughs> let's all go watch steve carell be michael scott in the government because that <laughs> just is my the best thing of all time yes if you um, see his the promo for it he's wearing moon camo <laughs> <laughs> nice i love him in front of a backdrop of a moon <laughs> i love him um but the guy uh, the guy i was talking about earlier his name was george floyd um, yes i thought it might have been george george floyd i yeah. i didn't want to get it wrong though mm-hmm um, so yeah, that's a really that was a really bad one. Yeah, and there was actually another uh, death that I'm surprised didn't really get any media coverage. Um, the guy who played Tyler and Twilight and his girlfriend were found mm-hmm. um, dead in their condo, and like I I don't know <sighs> any more information than that. I don't know if they were murdered, if there was some kind of overdose. Like I don't. I literally don't know, but like it because it's gotten no attention. Um, and it's I just so terrible, yeah. And I'm just, I'm literally so exhausted from just like being out in the world right now that I, I can't, like, I haven't, yeah, done a whole lot of research on it. And I, I hate that, um, so much, but just, well, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go ahead and read a couple of Facebook posts that I found. Um, I have quite a few friends who are in mixed race rela- mixed racial relationships and mm-hmm. um by proxy then have, you know, mixed racial kids and blended families and things like that. So um I, I see a lot of updates on that kind of thing and um a lot of reposts and all of that stuff. So I'm not gonna say anybody's name who names who did this, except for this one, because this was a Twitter post and I can't give you the information without saying the name of the restaurant so um mm-hmm. this is one that i saw today um that just made me happy because there's so many people who are condemning the rioters and so many people um you know just shitting on the wrong people i guess yeah <laughs> i guess is the thing and you know it's always good to stick up for you know businesses and you know, vandalism is a crime. That's true. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I think that this one was really important in reminding 
just reminding us that I mean we got we keep seeing that Martin Luther King quote that writing is the vo- is writing comes from the voices of the unheard or something like that. I totally butchered that, <laughs> but um, it's important to know that it it means something and we should support what they're doing now. When it comes to now, if they if people, I don't think anybody needs to be bombing anybody. But graffiti can be cleaned. Windows can be repaired. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's important that these people feel seen. And I think it's also important to remember that most of these started out peacefully and the police escalated them. Yeah, it's important to remember who got violent first. And the fact that there have been um, towers that have purposely been fucked with so that people can't see what's going on. Like, people can't record what's going on. Like, bandwidth has been completely fucked with. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's they've bad. arrested reporters, which is infringement on the First Amendment. There's a lot of really bad things that are happening, especially in Minnesota right now. Mm-hmm. So this one is from Minnesota. Speaking of, and this is um from the owner of a restaurant. So um it's from a restaurant called Gandhi Mahal Restaurant in Minneapolis. Okay, and it says. It says, hello, everyone. Thank you to everyone for checking in. And um, you can tell that this person, ling- I don't think English is her first language, but it could also be just be because she's typing fast. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says, thank you to everyone for checking in. Sadly, Gandhi Mahal has caught fire and has been damaged. We won't lose hope, though. I am so grateful for our neighbors who did their best to stand guard and protect Gandhi Mahal. Your efforts won't go unrecognized. Don't worry about us. We will rebuild and we will recover. This is Hafsa, Ruhel's daughter, writing, as I am sitting next to my dad watching the news, I hear him say on the phone, quote, let my building burn. Justice needs to be served. Put those officers in jail, unquote. Gandhi Mahal may have felt, yeah, Gandhi Mahal may have felt the flames last night, but our fiery drive to help protect and stand with our community will never die. Peace be with everyone. Justice for George Floyd. Oh, Hashtag wow. Black, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that was a really good one. I was like, see, look at that. The owner of the building is saying, yes, go for it. We can fix that. We have insurance for that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the cause is more important than the building. And then this one is a little bit longer, but I thought it was important. And um, then I'll get to my stats and, and some more stuff. But um, I just thought these were really, really important. So I'm not going to say the name of this person because this is a Facebook post Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, there are no names mentioned in this entire post. Um, So I'm going to keep it anonymous, but I thought it was important to read because it it painted such a, such a good picture. So um, I'm going to go ahead. So this is by a white woman and her husband is, is African-American. So um, it says, my husband is 31 years old. My husband can proofread a paper to perfection. He makes the best pork chops and neck bones. My husband was raised in an extremely wholesome home where they were not even allowed to watch Harry Potter. My husband has never tried any drugs, not even weed. He has never stolen from anyone, not even a corner store. My husband treats me and our sons like royalty. He he serves at our local church faithfully and helps anyone he can. None of this stopped my husband from becoming a suspect in SEMS? SEMIS? I don't know what that is. S-E-M-M-E-S? I don't know what that is. Either. It's a capital S. I don't know what that is either, but it's something he had nothing to do with. So <laughs> my husband wanted me to do a favor one night when he got home late from work. He got my want. Oh, sorry. My husband wanted to do me a favor. <laughs> sorry. My husband wanted to do me a favor one night when he got home from work. 
He got my keys and drove around the corner to fill my tank at the gas station. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. Um, while there, an older white woman was at the pump, was at a pump across from him, and he noticed she appeared very nervous and stared at him. He said she got in her vehicle and got on her phone and pulled off to an area near the gas station. Within minutes, police cars pulled in and surrounded him. He was questioned about why he was out. He was questioned about his activity earlier in the day. He was told he fit a description. They asked whose car he was driving. He was told he could not leave. He was told the description was simply a black man. Not a five foot seven inch black man of around 220 pounds who loves WWE, macaroni and cheese, and the temptations. What the <laughs> Just fuck? black. Just black. The other woman was now watching the cops reveal was now watching and the cops revealed she had called in his called in his suspicious behavior of pumping gas. And now he was a suspect because he fit the description of being black. He was humiliated. He was emasculated. He was angry. He was helpless. He was on his way to being cuffed when a white man stepped in. An older white man told the officers they were wrong and that my husband had come from a different direction than the robbery they had mentioned. The officers released my husband after this, not because my husband told them multiple times that he was innocent, not because there were two car seats in the back of my car. My husband's voice meant nothing. The only voice that penetrated those badges was a white one. My hard-working, kind-hearted, silly husband was guilty because of his sin, his skin. And there was absolutely nothing he could do about it. The sight of him caused a woman. The sight of him caused a woman to call the police. He said he wanted to scream. He wanted to fight. He wanted to yell at the top of his lungs that he was a man and he mattered. If he had, he would be deemed aggressive. He would be resisting. So he said he kept telling himself he had to make it home to me and the boys. He knew these men could kill him and justify it. He came home a changed man. I am a changed woman. We cried, we prayed, and we have healed since this took place, but it changed us. Issues that once felt somewhat distant became our reality. So when you dismiss the plight of black men in America, you diminish the ever-present fear within our community. You are willfully ignorant. If you think people make this up or are only apprehended by the police when they deserve it, you are a part of the problem. Open your eyes, but more importantly, open your hearts to the reality of being black in America. We don't get the luxury of ignoring it because we live it. This picture of my precious family looks threatening, looks threatening to some people. My boys are cuddly and cute until they aren't anymore, and then they become a threat too. My heart aches for our country, and I feel so helpless. Lord, please heal the hearts and minds of our land. And it's a sweet picture of her husband and her boys in a pool. Oh. Smiling at the camera. He is a big dude. But also, that doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Men make oh. me uncomfortable in general, but that doesn't mean I call the police on them. No. Why? Like, Unless they're being creepy. Yeah, like I... He literally just happens to be black and pumping gas, and this woman called the cops on him. I'm sorry, what? That's the only description that they gave? Not okay. No. So I loved the way that that was written, though. I thought that was a really good insight. Mm-hmm. I saw that today, and I was like, I need to screenshot that. Yes. So, um... 
Love that. Yeah. We will not be posting that, by the way. That is a pre- that's a pr- actual person's Facebook post. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really important. So, um, all right. So let's get to some numbers real quick. So as we all know, of course, those of us who pay attention to anything at all know that there's a huge disparity, disparity not only in the number of, of black people that are arrested in America um, and are incarcerated, but also in the length of their sentences mm-hmm. and things like that. And now I'm not saying at all that white people don't get arrested or that white people who are innocent don't get arrested or that w- white people don't get shot. That's not what we're saying at all, just no. to preface that. <laughs> But the but the disparity and the the difference is exponential in people of color versus white people, and it's important to know that this is part of what white privilege is. Mm-hmm. We can go for a jog. We can go and pump gas for our significant others without worrying that the cops are going to just arrest us for no reason. You know what I'm saying? We have, that's, that's the privilege that we walk around with. I can walk into a store and not get followed by the, by the clerk. Unless it's some dude being a weirdo, but you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, there, there's a lot of things that we take for granted because of the color of our skin that the people of color don't have the luxury of. Yeah. And it's really upsetting and it has to stop. So, and it's, it stops by us being aware of it. And making the mindful decision to stop. And I also want to say as well, and I'll get to this later, but we're not saying that everyone is racist, that everyone who's white is racist and that that's what white privilege is. That's not what it is at all. No. And um, we're also not saying that everyone in the justice system is racist. That's that's not true at all either. No. We're talking, what we're criticizing is the system. The system is what's failing. The system and so we need that- to take a look at the... The system that actively uses racial profiling and that is still yes, used and, today in their training. Yeah. And I'll get to, there's a really good explanation in one of these articles that I that I found, but I just wanted to upfront that so that mm-hmm. just so that to calm the hackles and <laughs> everybody put their prickles away um, just to open people's minds a little bit. So let's, um, some of these numbers are a little outdated um, because that's, how studies work, unfortunately, you have to look back. So um, let's look at some incarceration trends first. So uh, between 1980 and 2015, the number of people incarcerated in America increased from 500,000 to 2.2 million. For-profit prisons are the worst. Yep. And also the whole weed thing happened from the 80s to then, too. And everyone mm-hmm. thought weed was the worst thing in the world. And people were put in jail for, like, you know, 10 years of their... 10 to 15 years of their lives for, like, having weed in their pocket. Which is stupid. So, um... <laughs> and a million... I mean, a million other things. But it's, like... It's just so much. That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. So, um... Today, the United States makes up about 5% of the world's population and has 21% of the world's prisoners. That's a I'll let huge that sink difference. In. Mm-hmm. And our prisons are the fucking worst, <laughs> too. We because have medieval prisons, you guys. It's terrible. 
100 one in every for profit and because well and it's it's also i will say this as well 1980 to 2015 that was also i believe when all of the mental institutions were shut down as well mm-hmm. so instead of us having a system in place which we've talked about before but instead of us having a system in place for all those people they were left on their own and when left when mental illness goes untreated it can cause you know it can cause certain reactions in people which can lead to them having mental breaks and what we do in this country instead of helping people with mental illness is we put them in prison mm-hmm. so yeah that's another contributing factor there as well um and then another one this is terrible one in every 37 adults in the United States, or 2.7% of the adult population, is under some form of correctional supervision. So that means on parole, house arrest, in jail, in prison, that kind of thing. Isn't that insane? That's such a high number. <laughs> that is. Uh, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> and then, so now we're trying to talk about some ra- some racial disparities here. Um, so in 2014, African Americans con- constituted 2.3 million, or 30 or 34 percent of the total 6.8 million correctional population. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. African Americans were incarcerated at more than five times the rate of whites. The imprisonment rate for African American women is twice that of white women, which I totally believe. Nationwide, African-American children represent 32% of children who are arrested, 42% of children who are detained, and 52% of children whose cases are judicially waived to criminal court. Not good. No. And I just, I want to pipe in here real quick. Um, You mentioned black women and Mm -hmm. um, how how many more of them are in prison than white women. And there is mm-hmm. a wonderful book by Toni Morrison. It's called The Bluest Eye. Okay. Um, it, oh, I've heard of that book. Yeah, it is super intense. Um, it is not for the faint of heart. There are very explicit scenes um, where children are raped. Um, so I just... Oh, fuck! I want to forewarn... All the trigger warnings then. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but um, there's this wonderful chapter uh, because, like, there are so many different characters, but you get the point of view of each one of them. So you start to understand oh, why they are the way that they are. Because, like, they'll be introduced and then you'll get their point of view. And, like, it always you comes... You know what? Mm-hmm. That used to annoy the fuck out of me, but when it's done well, I really enjoy that. Yeah. I can let you borrow this. Um, I don't know if you should because I still have a stack. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's okay. Um, you should wait until I'm breastfeeding. Okay, <laughs> to loan me any other books, <laughs> I have to finish what to expect when you're expecting first. I still haven't done that. Yes, I oh I got a new book today that I'm really excited about. I'll tell you later. Um, but okay, there's a chapter in here, and the basically the main characters mother is talking about um how she i don't know why that reminded me of this but she was talking about how she was in the hospital giving birth to the main character and the doctors were like taking in students to show them like show them the maternity ward 
and yeah. um it it showed like how white women are believed over black women and like black oh, women yeah. apparently we're gonna get to that in medicine in medicine too. <laughs> yeah we have a whole thing planned you guys oh, yeah <laughs> and like um black women women in general are not believed over men yeah. when it comes to medical and black women are even less believed yes and she was she, she said that the doctor said that black women are so quiet when they're giving birth and white women are so loud and like white women like um are really in pain and black women are just like horses uh just like, what? It, like yeah it it was bad it was really bad oh that's terrible yeah and she was like but that doesn't mean we don't feel pain it just means that we know no. how to hide it because we've learned how to hide it and we've had to yeah, yeah. oh that's so sad I, and like i don't know why that reminded me of that but it just it it really did because black women there's a lot of racism you guys and it yeah. infiltrates every part of our culture and we have to be aware of it yeah. and it's not to make everyone feel guilty and feel like you're a racist that's not true no it's just like the internalized misogyny that we all have like we just have to be aware of it and mm-hmm. then we have to reroute our thoughts and rethink the yeah. way that we look at things. Yeah, the that's first, all this is. Yeah, the first thought that you have is what you were taught. The second one is the one that you yes. want to believe. Exactly, and then we we make that our mantra, and and we make a valiant effort to not be colorblind, but to see everyone and celebrate their differences. That's that's important. Exactly. So, okay, let me let me finish these last two little little quotes, okay. uh, little little stats, and then we'll move on. So, okay. um. Though African Americans and Hispanics make up approximately 32% of the U.S. population, they comprised 56% of all incarcerated people in 2015. And that, my friend, is bullshit. (laughs) That is oppression. Yes. And if the numbers don't lie, I mean, I'm just saying, like, Josh and I were just talking about this the other day that it's so hard to be- to know what to believe right now, which is true. And that's where I'm like, we, that's where you just have to look at numbers. Mm-hmm. You have to find the the sources that are the most reliable. And you got to look at the numbers, look at the studies, check those studies, cross reference those numbers. That's what you believe, not the sales pitch from the president. Nope. And you listen to the that's- fucking professionals like Dr. Fauci. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All hail Dr. Fauci. Yes. <laughs> and his beautiful nose. Okay. Yes. Um, if, if African Americans and Hispanics were incarcerated at the same rates as whites, prison and jail populations would decline by almost 40%. Staggering. Yeah. I mean, that's staggering. So, and by the way, sorry, I did not say this at the top. This is from NAACP.org. And it's a cr- from a criminal justice fact sheet that I found. And there is so many more. There's drug sentencing disparities, effects of incarceration, fair chance at hiring. There's all kinds of stuff. So um, I'm going to stop there because that's where our topic ends, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, but if anybody wants to know, wants to see, there it is. So um, let me move on to this other one. So I, I also found this really cool article from the Sentencing Project. Um, okay. So this is the sentencingproject.org, and I just I found 
a really good little paragraph from that that says, um, these double standards are not, of course, explicit on the face of it. The criminal law is colorblind and classblind, but in a sense, this only makes the problem worse. The rhetoric of the criminal justice system sends the message that our society carefully protects everyone's constitutional rights, but in practice, the rules assure that law enforcement prerogatives will generally prevail over the rights of minorities and the poor. By affording criminal suspects substantial constitutional rights in theory, the Supreme Court validates the results of the criminal justice system as fair. That formal, fa that formal fairness obscures the systemic concerns that ought to be raised by the fact that the prison population is overwhelmingly poor and disproportionately black. So this is where it comes into that right to an attorney. Mm -hmm. Because if you're rich, you can afford the fucking best attorney that you probably already have an attorney. You're probably, he probably comes to the barbecues. Hey, you're cutting out really and you're bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. I couldn't hear any oh, of that okay. a second ago. <laughs> oh, no. So what I was saying, sorry, what I was saying was that um, if you're rich, you it's it all comes down to that right of attorney. Mm -hmm. You have a, the right to an attorney. If you're poor or a normal person, even middle class person, you probably don't have an attorney in your back pocket already. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get stuck with a public defender who has 70,000 70, other cases that day who is also underpaid and overworked mm -hmm. and isn't going to give your case the attention because they just can't. I'm not shitting on public defenders. They're j they're in the same boat as teachers and social workers. They don't have the time. Yeah. So that's not a fair trial. That's someone who took five minutes to look at your case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had to decipher the legal jargon it's, and then decide. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not someone who's invested in you like fucking bill gates's attorney who's probably his best fucking friend you know like mm -hmm. it's not it's not like that and so when it overlooks all that it's like well everyone has the right to all of this stuff but do they really yeah so especially like it says it's the prison population is overwhelmingly poor and disproportionately black Meaning more black people are arrested and more poor people. And if, if you happen to follow in, fall into both categories, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Because you also then don't have an attorney that's that has the time to give your case the attention that it needs. And if you resist in any way, like this guy thankfully didn't, that we read the Facebook post about. Mm -hmm. But like she said, if he had resisted in any way, shape, or form, they would have slapped a resisting arrest, police aggression... All that stuff, like all of that, all of these charges, I, I don't think police aggression is a charge, <laughs> but <laughs> again, pregnancy brain, but you know, yeah. they, they slap all these charges on you and then they keep you and then you're stuck. Yep. And, and what I, are you going to do? <laughs> I think one of the ways that, um, when I was in like freshly in college and took my first sociology course, um, I think one of the ways that like. I was able to see this disparity a little more clearly just because I don't mm -hmm. like, like I'm a, I, yeah, I took one too. I took African American experience. You see, I'm a, I'm a white woman. So I haven't yeah. dealt with any of the same kind of, um, like I haven't had interactions with police the same way that someone with, um, different color skin than mine 
would have. And yes. I think one or of the... Even, or even a white man. Yeah. Like, because we would get out of tickets, I'm sure, mm-hmm. because we have tits. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we're both cute. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just very different. But the, the thing that helped me see just how warped the system is, is my teacher said, you know, the police were put in place to protect the rich. And, like, I have... Mm. Like, I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm middle class, if that. I grew up very poor. (laughs) I'm still pretty poor. But, like, like, if anything in my family changed, if any. We don't have thousands of dollars in our savings account to cover attorney and court fees. If we were wrongfully arrested for something. Yeah, but, like, it just, hearing that made me see, oh, like, the police are yeah. kind of there to protect you, but their main goal is for, is to protect the rich and to protect the people's And I think property. that's unspoken. Yeah. It's unspoken, but it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can see that when, I think, have we done an episode about that? I about rich people being? Yes, we did. It was Dick and Cal's yeah, private investigation. Yeah, I feel like we've done that, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and... Oh, God, I just forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. Oh, like, that's why, um, that's why my friend who's a police officer was so upset whenever our fucking dumbass ex-governor released all of those criminals. There was a dude who was so fucking rich that he had, he had thrown, like, a whole team of lawyers at them, and he still painstakingly put together enough evidence to get this guy locked up. Yeah. And then he was released after six months because our last governor is a fuck of a is a f- fucking asshole. Yep. So. Oh, I don't know if you all heard about this. I will say um, that that like you guys know that like we don't mean all police. Yeah, we don't. We're talking about the system. We're not talking about people. We're talking about the system, and I think that's import that's important. It's important. An important to, distinction here. It's important to examine why systems were put in place hundreds of yes. years ago and how they have changed over time and how maybe and that how we need to redo our systems to reflect where we are now yeah kind of like how the electoral college makes no fucking sense yeah <laughs> everyone's educated <laughs> <laughs> we can all vote for ourselves and and when you look at how the popular vote comes out you're like why am i even fucking voting yeah because this is who the, the person who we all voted for didn't get elected, you know? Yeah. So it's... And, and that was in place because people weren't educated. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you... The general population wasn't anyway. Sorry, continue. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, um, but a few days ago at our governor's mansion, um, there were protesters because Kentucky is not opening it up fast enough for these fuckheads. And, um, they hung an effigy of our governor from a tree. I did see that. And I just want to say. these were white people. Yep. And we were not shot. No. And we're not tear gassed. And I just want to say if that's not fine. That's a crime. Yeah. Like, that's not fine ever. That's a threat. Yeah. But, like, if, uh, how did that not happen? Like, when our governor released over 400 awful criminals from our prisons, or our ex-governor, when he did that, 
-hmm. Nothing like that happened. No. This only happened because people are concerned about money and what that means for them. And (laughs) that is so warped. And that's a deeper issue wherein our government is not, was not prepared for this. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. On down to even the fact that, like, some people didn't even apply for unemployment and they're mad that they don't have money. And it's like, well, then apply for unemployment. We invest in that with our tax money. Yeah. That's there for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not welfare. (laughs) And sometimes it's okay to get assistance because you need it. Yeah. Clearly. Like. It's just, oh God, it just, it goes so deep and there's so much selfishness happening. And I think that this really, again, it just, it brings out everyone's true colors. Yeah. And also just want to say that there is a lot of really good things that are happening right now too. Mm -hmm. There are beautiful and wonderful people who are cleaning up after riots. There are beautiful and wonderful people who are doing lovely things like leaving gifts on people's porches and helping feed kids. Yeah. But none of that gets the attention. It's just the people that are the most negative that get the that shout the loudest. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so let's get back on track here. I have a really good good article. It's just it's kind of long. Okay. So, um, <laughs> sorry. I, there, I get a uh, no. I probably won't even read the whole thing because it's just really really long. But mm-hmm. it is really well read, and we will post. Um, me, I'll have Kay post this in our um, in our description so you guys can read it because it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Washington Post article. Um, and. It was written by, let's see, it was published in 2018, but um, it's all fully still relevant. Probably the numbers that are that are in this are higher, mm-hmm. um, and it was written by Radley Balco. So um, it is an opinion piece, but it it is filled, chalk filled with actual hard evidence, because that's how you fucking form an opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a real opinion, because feelings are not facts. And that is important. So, just because you feel like the coronavirus is over doesn't mean that it is. So, (laughs) I feel that I really need a haircut, but not worth my life. Um, So, (laughs) uh, the title of this article was, um, is, sorry, it still exists. Um, The title of this article is, There's Overwhelming Evidence That the Criminal Justice System is Racist. Here's the Proof. So, Kind of on the nose, right? Oh, it, it was updated in, in 2019. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Um, it says, since the original publication of this piece, I've compiled additional studies which are included at the bottom of this post. So, again, if you want to see additional stuff, you can scroll to the bottom. Definitely check out this article. It's really well written. So, okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start reading now. So, and then we'll just, you know, anytime you feel you want to chip in, just go ahead. So. Okay. A couple of years ago, Senator Tim Scott gave a powerful speech on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Scott talked about how he had been repeatedly pulled over by police officers who seemed to be suspicious of a black man driving a nice car. I read this. He added, yes, he oh. added that a black senior level, senior level staffer had experienced the same thing and had even downgraded his car in the hope of avoiding the problem. That is so fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's an episode of the French... Given- the fresh prince of bel-air on this that was really well done too oh good mm-hmm. i've ne- you know i've seen like two episodes of that show oh it's so good oh my it god it must have been on a channel that i wasn't allowed to watch but my co- one of my college roommates was super into it and we used to watch reruns mm-hmm. 
So I've seen a few episodes, but it was always like while I was doing homework. So I was like half paying attention. I was like, oh, this is good. And (laughs) that was the end of that. It really is. It deals with a lot of like racist issues. Like the family, the main family is very much a very high class, rich family, but they still have all these issues. Yeah. Yes. Um, And Will Smith is the main is the main part so Mm -hmm. i mean who (laughs) you get to look at his beautiful face and And laugh at his amazing jokes because that man is hilarious Mm -hmm. and tyra banks is on it in later seasons and i love her nice Mm -hmm. all right so given that scott otherwise has has pretty conservative politics there was little objection or protest from the right no one rose up to say that he was lying about getting pulled over yep which is bullshit be- a little bit because this is like your political leaning shouldn't have any bearing on this part of your life. <laughs> but it does because everyone is biased you know in saying? some way. Like it's it shouldn't, so but it does binary. because we're human. I feel like I feel like we're more divided. Like this is <sighs> sorry, I'm going to coronavirus at this again, but like I feel again feelings are not facts, but this is my feeling. So I feel like this is something that could have united all of us. Mm-hmm. But because of who our president is and because of the political climate in general that we're in right now, it's polarized us even more. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't stop, we're going to be on the brink of civil war again. And so we've got to pull our heads out of our fucking asses. And recognize the gray areas because it's so truly terrifying. It is. So, all right. So the thing is, most people of color have a similar story or know someone who does. Yet there's deep skeptic... Oh my God, I can't read. I'm so sorry. (sighs) My child is tying my tongue. Okay. (laughs) Yet there's a there's a deep skepticism on the right of any assertion that the criminal justice is is racially that the criminal justice system is racially biased. In early August, again this was in 2018, National Review editor and syndicated columnist Richard Lowry wrote a column disputing the notion that our system is racist. Andrew Sullivan wrote something similar in New York Ma- Magazine. Interestingly, both Lowry and Sullivan cite the criminologist John Pfaff to support their positions, but and Pfaff has since, since protested on Twitter that both misinterpreted what he wrote. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that. Make sure you use people's quotes in context. So, <laughs> I love shit um, like that. Like <laughs> me too. Like Nickelback getting <laughs> one of Trump's tweets deleted because yes <laughs> oh goodness I just, oh I love god it. i love it and attempting to refute the notion that this that the system is racist has become a pretty regular beat for conservative crime pundit heather mcdonald of particular concern to some on the right is the term systemic racism mm-hmm. an important thing to to recognize okay so often wrongly interpreted as an accusation that everyone in the system is racist in fact systemic racism means the almost the opposite so this is huge this is like if you take nothing else from this episode like this is huge right here Mm -hmm. and i've never seen it explained so succinctly and perfectly so it means that we have systems and institutions 
that produce racially disparate outcomes, regardless of the intentions of the people who work within them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. When you consider that much of the criminal justice system was built, honed, and firmly established during the Jim Crow era, an era almost everyone, conservatives included, will concede rife with racism, Mm -hmm. this is pretty intuitive. Do you see what I'm saying? That's exactly what you were saying earlier about going back to the beginning of when the systems were put in place and what the what the intent was then as opposed to now. Yeah, as opposed it's to what we need it matter. for now. Like, yeah. Yes, it's it's not a matter of con- of making sure everyone isn't racist. It's a matter of it it goes so much it's a cancer. It goes mm-hmm. so much deeper than that. We have to go to the actual cause and we have to redo the whole system. Yeah. Which is scary because for a lot of people, our systems are our traditions. Yeah. In my opinion, we need to redo the way our entire government operates. Mm-hmm. Because it was established in the 1700s when women and people of color had absolutely no rights, first of all, and when the general population was not educated until or, or stopped being educated at the age of like fucking 11 yeah. or some shit because you got to go work on the farm. Like it's not... And, it's not relevant now. Yeah, and it was... And we have to redo that. And yeah, it was lose some jobs, but they'll find other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and our country was established on the freedom of religion, but it was the freedom of Christian religion. And God was exactly. still put into all of our legislation. It was put into... Uh, everything and the God that and they... And what makes people suspicious of people who aren't of... A, a christian denomination and that's exactly. not okay and and like i i'm a follower of god always have been always will be i i have problems with some of the christian doctrines i have problems with the god of the old testament but at the same time <laughs> like i'm still a follower of christ still a follower of god but he doesn't okay the the same one he's such an abstract concept that you can't use him to build your country. You you can't well, do the that. The problem is that it's contradictory. Yeah. That's what gets people in trouble is that there's all of this stuff in our Pledge of Allegiance and it in the constitu- woven throughout the constitution and then there's also an amend I think it's an amendment that there should be a separation of church and state. So you can't have both. Yeah. And that's what throws people. Mm-hmm. So um it's like when we come back to the abort, the whole reproductive rights issue where people are using religious doctrine to make a law. That's not okay. Yeah. It's a medical procedure. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know? And also, quick correction from many, many moons ago. <laughs> I have since learned that I said something incorrect in our last abortion episode. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, in the first few weeks when abortion is legal you're you're uh, it's not a fetus yet it's an embryo (laughs) (laughs) we so sorry we Um, need to revisit abortion because i never finished that uh, case i brought up in our first i know but it's so terrible and i don't want to okay well Um, well, we can't do that because you don't want to we have to finish it i know i know but we can't do that in quarantine i know we can't do that in quarantine i know I but. can't do it. <laughs> this is not after the past 10 weeks. That's Look a- what you've done to me. 
<laughs> Carrie, let me finish. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if I do not say it now on the podcast, we will not remember. But we need know, to revisit true. that. <laughs> I know we do. But not in quarantine. Okay. That's we fine. We need to lighten it up in the next 10. Well, I already <laughs> did. And you won't look at them. <laughs> I, I know. I did, actually. They look okay. great. I'm excited. Okay. So, um, okay. So, uh, da, 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 lost it. Lost my place. Lost my place. Okay. Uh, the modern criminal justice system helped preserve racial order. It kept meaning it kept black people in their place. For much of the early 20th century in some parts of the country, that was its primary function. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said with the police, like their origin, their original primary function was to protect the rich. Yeah. That's not how it is now. And that's of certainly not the mindset of most cops. Yeah. At least not the good ones. That's a, a thousand percent not. I've seen many, many. There, there are countless stories of cops being helpful. Oh, yeah. In, in, in the opposite regard. But. And I've had helpful police officers. But, you know. Oh, yeah. What? But that doesn't that that doesn't change the fact that the system is broken there. Yeah, the way that they're trained is broken, and the way that things are set up for people is broken. And that's where we're trying to get you know equality in sentencing laws, and um, like bail needs to be proportionate to your income, and things like that. Like that fucking douche douche nozzle who stole a chicken sandwich and put a bandaid under his nose. Yeah, what's that guy's name? fuck from the jinx robert durst (laughs) that guy that was a known flight risk he was also a fucking millionaire and suspected of multiple homicides and they only gave him a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bail or some shit and he was like oh yeah that's like pocket change to me like yo get out and then he fucking ran like yep that's not okay it needs to be something proportionate Yep. If you're a flight risk and you're a millionaire, it needs to be more than your income so you can st- so they can keep you in fucking prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A thousand dollars would be too much for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I could just have like a weird parking ticket or something and I would be stuck in jail. <laughs> you see where I'm saying the system yeah. is failing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm pulling those numbers a thousand percent out of my ass. But um because I am not an expert despite how it may sound um (laughs) if you think that i'm an expert you are listening to the wrong podcast okay um so let's keep going so um in any case after more than a decade covering these issues it's pretty clear to me that the evidence of racial bias in our criminal justice system isn't just convincing it's overwhelming but because there still seems to be some skepticism i've attempted to i've attempted to i've attempted below to, catac- to catalog the evidence. The list below isn't remotely comprehensive, and if you know of other studies, please send them to me. I would like to make this post a repository for this issue. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, um, I of course can't vouch for the robustness or statistical integrity of all of these studies. I'm only summarizing them. But for the most part, I've tried to include either peer-reviewed studies or reviews of data that tend to speak for themselves and don't require much statistical analysis. I will note that most, but not all, of these studies do factor in, do factor in variables that address common claims, such as that the criminal justice system discriminates more by class than by race, 
or that racial discrepancies in sentences in sentencing or incarceration can be explained by the fact that black people commit more crimes, which is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I've also included a section for studies that do not find bias in various aspects of the criminal justice system. There are far fewer of these, though I'm open to the possibility that I missed some. So there we go. It's all set up. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, none of this is to say that race is the only thing we need to worry about in the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. Certainly lots of white people are wrongfully accused, arrested, and convicted. Lots of white people are treated unfairly, beaten, and unjustifiably shot and killed by police officers. White people, too, are harmed by policies such as mandatory minimums, asset forfeiture, and abuse of police, prosecutorial and judicial power. There are problems here that are inextricable from race. And there are problems that aren't directly related to race. But even the latter set of problems tend to be exacerbated when you factor race into the equation. On to the evidence. Okay, so we're going to hit a few of these. Um, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, we do not have time for all of them, so I'm going to hit the most important ones. Okay. The big, uh, uh, just like, uh, we'll do three. And then we'll, maybe three. Nope. Maybe we'll just do this one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk, we're going to talk about policing and profiling because that's the main one for now, um, Mm -hmm. for this particular topic. Um, Just know that this is the tip of the iceberg. And again, we're going to post this article so that you guys can read it because it's fantastic. So um, policing and profiling. I've had more than one retired police officer tell me that there is a running joke in law enforcement when it comes to racial profiling. It never happens, and it works. (sighs) There's a lot wrong with that. (laughs) It's not a funny joke. No, it's not funny. But the problem with trying to dismiss profiling concerns by noting that higher rate by noting that higher rates at which some minority groups commit certain crimes is that it overlooks the fact that huge percentages of black and latino people have been pulled over, stopped on the street and generally harassed despite the fact that they have done nothing wrong. Yep. Stop and frisk data, for example, consistently shows uh, shows that about 3% of these encounters produce any wait what oh sorry about three percent of these encounters produce any evidence of a crime so only three percent of stop stop and frisk encounters produce any evidence Mm -hmm. that's nothing (laughs) (laughs) almost negligible i would say yeah (laughs) honestly um so 97 percent plus of these people are getting punished solely because they belong to a group that that statistically commits some crimes at a higher rate. That ought to bother us. Mm -hmm. And that Um, data is only available for ones that have been caught and not all the ones that have quote unquote been caught are actually guilty. Right. Um, Okay. So there's a few, um, there's a few examples just bullet point examples. So, um, in their book, Suspect Citizens, Frank R. Baumgartner? Sure. I feel like I (laughs) nailed that. 
Derek A. Epp and Kelsey Sh- Oh, I'm going to ruin that. <laughs> Shub? Shaub? Shoby? S-H-O-U-B. Shoby? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's no E. I don't know. You said S-H-O-U-B-E-E. Or S-H-O-U-B-E. No, I did... No, I did not. I said S-H-O-U-B. Oh, okay. I just... I must have... You must have cut out then or something. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, these people reviewed 20 million traffic stops. In an interview with The Post, they shared that what they found. Quote, Blacks are almost twice as likely to be pulled over as whites. Even though whites drive more on average, blacks are more likely to be searched following a stop. And... Just by getting in a car, a black driver has about twice the odds of being pulled over and about four times the odds of being searched. That's crazy. And I thought I was annoyed because I used to get pulled over more when I was in a red car. <laughs> but that's true. Like, I've been pulled over several times because I am a terrible driver mm-hmm. and I'd like to get where I'm going. I drive fast. Sorry. <laughs> it's just... It happens. I can't help it. I have no I have no fucking patience. So, <laughs> um, I've been pulled over a few times. Um, I've not been ticketed every single time. Definitely not. Um, but I have never been asked to get out of my car. I've never had my car searched. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But with... It seems, you know, if, if you're an African-American driver... If just getting pulled over by a stoplight means that you could be asked to get out of your car and have your car searched for no reason. Yep. That's just... That's so much more stressful. Like, my my stomach flips every time I see a cop on the road. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't see that I'm driving. And <laughs> Me um, too. <laughs> you know? I couldn't even imagine. Ugh, that feeling when they pull out behind you and turn on their lights. Just the worst. I got pulled over once right after a horrible breakup. Oh. <laughs> I was like one of the only people on the road and I didn't have cruise control in my car so I didn't notice how fast I was going. Oh. And my eyes were all puffy. I was so tired. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he gave... I think he gave me a ticket too like because I didn't have the, the energy to muster anything. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, no, I really didn't know. But the problem was that he was in front of me going super, super fucking fast. Mm -hmm. So I was matching his speed. And then he like pulled to the side and got behind me and pulled me over. Oh, my God. I feel like that's I feel like that's entrapment. But whatever. (laughs) I I was pissed. (laughs) I've only ever been pulled over. I did actually look at him. I did actually look at him and say I was matching your speed. (laughs) (laughs) And that's probably why he gave me a ticket. Because I was not having it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've only, only been pulled over once. Yeah, I only got pulled over once. Um, I was out at 3 a.m. because I wanted a Coke from McDonald's because I was having a rough night. I feel like I remember this story. <laughs> you, yeah, I probably told you. But um, <laughs> all uh, like every single McDonald's in Bowling Green, I when i tell you every single one i drove to all five of them oh my gosh Kay! all of them 
were having parking lots. story. Yeah, all of them were having something done to the parking lot, so they were closed. And, like, at, at mm-hmm. this point, I was just like, there's no way all of them. There's no way. So I went to the Scottsville Road one, which I never do. And I just, I should have just gone home after the third one. Should have just gone home. <laughs> but uh, I'm, yeah, probably. I'm stubborn. So <laughs> no one needs McDonald's that bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even want their food. I just wanted a Coke. I just wanted oh, yeah. a $1 my Coke. My mom swears by their Coke. Yeah. But, um,. <laughs> So I had a headlight out and I was literally going to get it fixed like oh, the next honey. day. Like I like I had the That's appointment. That's like the lamest thing to be pulled over for. I yeah. hate that shit. Well, they're they're You're like, "I know." Yeah, they're trying to like <laughs> catch drunk drivers is what it is. I know. It's um, the way that it's the most common way to catch drunk drivers. Yeah. But they pulled me over and I, and I was like, "I'm so sorry. I know like I'm get I'm going straight home after this. I am getting it fixed tomorrow. Can you please not give me a ticket? I literally I have an appointment. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and and they didn't give me one. They were just like, we just needed to That's so good. Yeah. I w- I was like, thank you. Like that's My mom got oh, so goodness. mad that I got pulled over. I'm like, it's not my fucking fault. Like <laughs> It's not my fault that they decided to pull me over. They could have let me go. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. So let's go to the next one. Oh, it says, um, oh, sorry. Last sentence of this, uh, of that little point. So, um, it says they found that blacks were more likely to be searched despite the fact that they're less less likely to be found with contraband as a result of those searches. You know who's the most likely to be found with contraband? Are pe- white people with Bibles in their front seat. Mm-hmm. I know that. That's straight from the mouth of a cop because those are the people who are hiding shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they put up the they put the Bible there to make you think that there's some good Christian what's your call whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that most people who love the Lord don't drive around with Bibles in their front seat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, you need that for when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> unless you're on your way to church, what are you doing? It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, churches are open okay. on Wednesday. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I picked a bad day. <laughs> I just had to mess with you. I'm sorry. I know. It's been a very long day. <laughs> It has been. All right, let's knock out a few more of these and then we'll we'll get to your part because this has been kind of long and I'm sorry. It's okay. But there's just so much. So um, a 2013 Justice Department study found that black and Latino drivers are more likely to be searched once they've been pulled over. About 2% of white motorists were searched versus, versus 6% of black drivers and 7% of Latinos. Oh, my God. Nuts. In 2015, the Charleston Post and Courier looked at incidents in which in which police stopped motorists but didn't issue a citation. These are sometimes called, quote, pretext stops because they suggest that the officer was profiling the motorist as a possible drug courier or suspected the motorist of other crimes. Mm-hmm. The paper found that after adjusting for population, Blacks in nearly every part of the state were significantly more likely to be subject to su- to be the subject of s- of such stops. Insane. Mm-hmm. 
We've talked about this before, that people of color are far more likely to be the victims of crimes than the perpetrators. Yeah. I mean, every single time. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> if I saw a black guy at a, at a, at a, um, at a gas station in, late at night, I would not be scared. I'm scared of the white people without teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because those motherfuckers have guns in their back seat. <laughs> And they're stupid mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> and wildly racist and misogynistic most of the time. So, yes, I fear I have the opposite fear yeah. of all of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because I know the numbers, first of all, and because, you know, I'm not an idiot. So, let's see. The crackhead um, outside the sorry. fucking 7-Eleven is more likely to be a white man with no oh. teeth. <laughs> yes and he's going to fight you for the 72 cents in your pocket that was yours to begin with dude <laughs> you're not even lying at all i'm not <laughs> the last time i went to the doctor i texted k and i was like why in bowling green is there always a dirty white old guy outside of every outside of every entrance to every business everywhere why and like they want why is there always ed jr who wants eight dollars for some motel that's not real yeah and like they want to come into your store and they literally have dirt on their hands caked on it and they want to touch you yes and it's very obvious they haven't washed their hands i don't want you to touch me motherfucker yeah and then they want to use your phone and then they want to get a hug and it's just oh god yeah the the only customers i've ever had problems out of has been weird creepy white men oh i'm not the only but majority of the time it's been weird creepy white men yes (laughs) absolutely and a few karens sprinkled in but mostly (laughs) mostly white men um, okay, so in 2015, the Charleston Post and Courier looked at incidents in which, so I don't know why I keep wanting to say incidences, <laughs> incidents in which police stopped motorists but didn't issue a citation. Oh, I've already literally just read that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. In 2017, a study of 4.5 million traffic stops by the 100 largest police departments in North Carolina found that blacks and Latinos were more likely to be searched than whites. 5.4%, 4.1%, and 3.1% respectively. Even though searches of white motorists were more likely than others to turn up contraband. See? Right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. Whites were 32%, blacks 29 and Latinos 19 Because we got to get that meth moving. Yep. Okay. So here's, here's, here's where it's, yeah, not. Okay. According to the justice, to the justice department between 2012 and 2014, black people in Ferguson, Missouri, which we all know about. Right. Mm-hmm. We're all familiar with the events of Ferguson. Yes. Oh God. Um, if you're not. There are several John Oliver episodes. If you just type in Ferguson, Missouri and John Oliver, there's a whole series where he was following those events and he reports them very accurately and it's very succinct and quick and you can catch up. 
on those events. We do not have time for me to get into that right now. Yeah. Uh, suffice it to say, it's a very racist area, and there were some terrible riots and terrible things that happened there that are very similar to what's happening now mm-hmm. um, in most p- places in our country. So um, uh, black people in Ferguson, Missouri, accounted for 85% of vehicle stops, 90% of citations, and 93% of arrests, despite comprising 67% of the population. That is absolutely outrageous. Yeah. It's like, Blacks were more than twice as likely to be, as whites to be searched after traffic stops, even though they proved to be 26% less likely to be in possession of illegal drugs or weapons. That's just ignoring the numbers. Yeah. See, and that's this is where education starts. You look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You look at that and you say, yes, there is a problem. Okay, yeah. I see. And it also takes the emotion out of it for me. It, puts, it doesn't put as much blame on the people as much as it does the system. Yeah. Numbers don't have feelings, but they also don't lie. Yeah. Numbers just are. Facts. <laughs> yes, it's cold hard facts. And you look at that and you identify that problem in yourself and then you grow as a human. Mm-hmm. So, okay, the Justice Department also found that the racial discrepancy for speeding tickets increased dramatically when researchers looked at tickets based on only an officer's word versus tickets based on objective evidence, such as, uh, Dash such as a radar. Yeah. Yes. That's why all of the most, good, most cops want those body cams and they want those dashboard cams. Mm-hmm. Black people facing similar low-level charges as white people were 68% less likely to see those charges dismissed in court. That's not good. And more than 90% of the arrest warrants stemming from failure to pay and failure to appear were issued for black people. Because people who are poor, first of all, not all black people are poor, and I know that. But this is where it gets... This is where the system also crosses over into being classist because you can't fucking miss work. Yeah. And you don't have the money to pay because you're living paycheck to paycheck. Up until a few months ago, Josh and I were living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Most people do. We're lower middle class. I mean... (laughs) Trying to climb that ladder, but still, you know, it's... Yeah. (sighs) I mean, I don't... I'm not even above the poverty line. Like, but, like... Yeah. Like, I very much live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, My butt clenches every time I get an email from my bank. Like... (laughs) Um, I feel like unless you make, like, 70 grand and higher mm-hmm. your your paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Yep. In this country. Because everything is so fucking expensive for no reason. Well, I mean, like. there's that. There's a lot of inflation. We have a lot more bills. Mm-hmm. It's just... And they won't raise minimum wage. It's just there's a lot of... Again, the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all made to benefit the rich. So let's see. Eat the rich. I wish Bernie was still running. Well, he is. He technically he is. Bernie. He's I just know, not. But he's not. It. He's just he's not. Also not. 
All right, negative Nancy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will write him in, yeah. but... <laughs> he's just not actively campaigning anymore because he's putting campaign funds toward helping coronavirus. I thought that everyone picked Biden in the fucking... Whatever the shit. The primaries? Not everybody's even had a primary. Well, that's true. I need to get my ballot. My I need to register for my mail-in. Yeah. Um thing okay but no like you you still need to vote for him so that the electoral college will start including independents yeah. when they oh, vote I will. yeah I will. Uh, uh that's not just directed at you but that's directed at yeah. anyone who was going to vote for him like still vote for him okay that is good to know i had lost hope okay just gotta so, listen um, <laughs> i know there's so much though there's too much information i know time i know okay let's hit a few more of these and then we're gonna be done because we just don't have time so um we could do a whole fuck you could do a whole podcast on this Mm -hmm. a whole podcast and never run out of material so um honestly a lot of these are all stop and frisks and um there's there's a lot more about traffic stops and things like that so let me skip down actually so um a 2015 statistical analysis of police shootings from 2011 to 2014 found that the racial disparity in police shootings of black people could not be explained by higher crime rates in majority black communities there we go Mm -hmm. could not be explained by that because it doesn't exist yeah A 2018 post-investigation found that murders of white people are more likely to be solved than murders of black people. We all knew that, Mm -hmm. and it's terrible. There's also a strong correlation between areas that are black majority and low income and the areas with the lowest clearance rate for homicides. Yeah. That just sends the message that you don't matter. So then why would you trust the police and why would you think to vote? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just more and more oppression. Similarly, a study published in June of, what was this published again, 2018, uh, proved ev- uh, reviewed every reported homicide between 1976 and 2009 and found that homicides with white victims are significantly more likely to be, quote unquote, cleared by the arrest of a suspect more than homicides with minority victims. 100% true. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are actually several podcasts that do full... Um, their full series is just about this um there's um there there's a really good one i think it's on exactly right the fall line that does this kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and there's another one that's really good where they talk about um they only do crimes to do with um indigenous people i think it's up in canada there's there's a lot of those and it's important that we all give those people listens because it's important that we all educate ourselves about this Mm -hmm. because the more the only way to fix that is awareness yeah so all right well i think we're gonna go ahead and and stop because i i think we've made our i've made my point Mm -hmm. and it's just all of these are just more and more of the same it's just more cross-referencing basically so um i Um, i am gonna say we're almost at an hour and a half so i think we've had a lot of good discussion here um but i don't want this episode to be three hours long at the same time no i don't either so i'm i'm (laughs) almost wondering 
if we should make this into a two-parter and we come back to this next week and I talk a little bit about um, the case that's going on like right now, like the, the officer got arrested today. Um, I talk a little bit about that as well as the other article I had because it's a little bit sure. longer. And I sure, think we, we just end it here. Okay. Because this has been... I'm good with that. Okay. Because um, I want There's to There's so give... much information. Like, yeah. that went so much longer than I even remotely thought that it would. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... I think that this is a very important topic and we really need to do it right. Um, I agree. So... Okay. I'm going to make a do note... Do we want to do a game? Um... I just don't feel like the episode is finished, so I feel like no. But <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> let me make that's fine. Yeah, let me make a note of that real quick. Um, that okay. I need to do some research on his. Um, sure. Well, hang hang on. Let's wrap up the episode yeah. before we wait for you to make notes. Yeah, so. yeah. We go um, ahead. <laughs> okay so thank you guys for listening sorry we just impromptu decided that of course as you heard um so we'll be back next week to talk about the rest of the case mm-hmm. um and uh we're gonna are, did you are you gonna talk about george floyd and i'm gonna talk about george floyd and he's what you're gonna talk about about i'm gonna talk about that and i also wanted to talk a little bit about the war on drugs um Okay. There, I'm like I've pulled a little bit from history.com, and I also found this wonderful article uh, discussing Jay Z's um, one of his more recent albums, like within the past okay few years, um, and how it um, connects to the war on drugs for women. Um, okay. So yeah, sounds fascinating. Yeah, it, it was really I'm excited. good. Excited. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you again next week for part two. Yeah. And um, please, please, please wear your mask and wash your hands. Mm -hmm. We can't control what other people are doing, but you can control yourself. And um, just make sure that we're spreading positive news and awareness at the same time. Make sure we're mad at the right things, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily always people. That dude that stood on someone's neck, like, yes, we're, we're mad at him. But yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the system. That, w- that was that man, murder, yeah. um, which is different. Yeah. <laughs> and also just remember that know when it's time to be silent as well, but also um, remember more than anything. You are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.